What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of the Bad Beats and Velcro Klutz podcast. My name is Kevin, a.k.a. Marty from Manitoba. We are coming to you live once again from the headquarters basement bar. Uh, looks like Gordo is uh, is in the studio. I think Caleb's going to be here in a minute. And Chili might be joining us later. Gordo, are you here? I am here from the... Uh... From the far corners of Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah, so, Saskatchewan. This windy COVID April day. I like it. I like it. How you been, man? It's been it's been a while since we've been on the air. It's been uh, like two and a half weeks, I think. Something like it. It's, it's, yeah. The world is changing every day, man. You know, two really and a half is. weeks, a lot's changed. Yes. Uh, yes, it has been. Family good? Everybody good? Everybody safe and healthy? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Good. Yeah, how about yourself? We, uh, You're doing good. We uh, we love to hear that. Well, on uh, on tonight's show, we actually have um, live sports again to talk about, not games Fine. or anything, but we do have the 2020 NFL draft, and it's a little bit of a a little bit of a somber NFL draft because uh, we were supposed to be coming to our listeners live from uh, live from Las Vegas right now. We were going to be at uh, at the Paris Resort and Casino doing a show to talk about uh, the Bengals' uh, draft picks, at least the first-round pick, um, depending on when we would have done it, the second-round pick maybe as well. And instead, uh, we are just uh, – we're, we're back to our normal location in the, in the studio. Um, it looks like Caleb is here. Caleb, what's up, bud? What is going on, friends? How you doing? Hey, I'm hanging in there. How are you all? We're, we're, we're good. We're good. We were uh, just talking about how this is a little bit of a somber show because uh, we're supposed to be in Las Vegas right now, and we are not. We are in three different locations when we were all supposed to be together, but the damn corona has uh, prevented that from happening. So a little, a little bit sad, but we're going to get through it because we have sports to talk about. I promise I wouldn't cry on air. I promise I wouldn't cry. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you're very far away from your mic, buddy. Yeah, it sounds like you're far away from your mic, Caleb. Uh, G-Dog has entered the live studio. Pops, what's up? How you doing? Glad you could join us. I forgot to send you the warning text that we were going on the air at 10 o'clock, but you found us, so for that, I am thankful. I'm, I'm doing uh, I'm doing some... Um, I'm, I got some, some new stuff for the headquarters basement bar studio. They set up a, an actual podcast studio for me. Uh, so we're working, uh, we're working with a mic tonight. Uh, we got some video going just on my end. Uh, and we got some, uh, some lighting that, uh, that I've, uh, that I've purchased for my wife, but I am using for the show. I realize what I realize is I look like a fat ass on, uh, on camera, but camera adds 10 pounds. Lexus Hillbillies here. Casey, what is up, buddy? Sean, say Ooh, there he is. Treat yourself, buddy. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Casey, Casey was busy today. My man's feet are probably hurting. He was uh, he was riding the struggle bus today a little bit, but he's just worn out, I think. My All boy's right. a fat sure ass. All right. <laughs> he, he always my boy. He, always, he said my boy a fast ass. A fast oh, he is a fast ass. ass. Look at him. Oh, okay. I, I, I misread I, that. I'm not sure. Why I, read? No, I think he was trying. I think he was trying to call Kevin a fat ass. He just. Just couldn't tell. Yep. See, there it is. Fat. Yeah. Ah, no. see. Yeah. That's so what here, happens. Me and Lexus Hillbilly are already together. Are fat. Why are yep. you yelling? 
No, fun fact about Lexus Hillbilly. If he says my boy, he could be talking about himself, any of the other people in the room. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Uh, But one thing he's not. Well, uh, one thing he's not is uh, is rude. So when he said "my boy" there, he was probably talking about uh, talking about himself. Um, yeah, that was probably it. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So 2020 NFL draft is underway. Round three is happening uh, live as we speak. So we got the TVs on in the background here of the uh, headquarters basement bar. Um, we are uh, through eight picks of the third round, but I don't want to get into that uh, just yet. Obviously. The, the the white elephant in the room is uh, who the Bengals tiger. took last night uh, when they made their first pick shortly after, uh, you know, 8 o'clock. Um, Joe Burrow, the Tiger King, and was the presumptive number one overall pick for a long, long time. He was indeed picked by the Bengals. Um, how, do we, uh, how do we feel about that, fellas? That's what we wanted. That's what was supposed to happen. There it is. Finally doing the right thing. The writing's been on the wall for at least a month or so. Yeah, I, I, it felt kind of good. In fact, I I, I might have sent uh, I might have sent a message in our group chat. I know I, I texted a few people and said the Bengals did the right thing, and I was kind of surprised by that because we all had this like fear in the back of our mind that they just wouldn't, um, and it wouldn't have surprised any of us entirely. Um, but they they did indeed do the right thing and uh, didn't trade the pick. They took Joe Burrow. One of the things you guys all watched, uh, at least for sure, that part of the draft, uh, so you got to see the reaction uh, with Burrow. He was at his uh, parents' house, I guess, there in, uh, in Athens and uh, just there with mom and dad. Didn't have a big, uh, didn't have a big family contingent or entourage of friends uh, at the house, uh, so they, they make the pick. Uh, and that it was just very, very businesslike. Um, do you guys think that's who Joe Burrow is, or do you think it was just so presumed and he had already had contact with the organization, so he knew it was happening and just kind of glad to get it over? I mean, he definitely knew it was coming because he was sitting there holding the Bengal hat uh, a good couple seconds before the pick was the pick was announced and everything. I mean, obviously they probably called him ahead of time and everything, but. I mean, the rumor had it that they called him a couple of days in advance, letting him know. But I, mean, I think he's kind of uh, somewhat subdued, somewhat swagger, kind of kind of in in between there. Because he definitely loves his flashiness as well, from the little bit I've seen when he was at LSU. So yeah. it would be a good fit. I uh, I agree with that, Caleb. Do you have a uh, any different uh, summary, or you feel about the same way? No, I'm gonna have to agree with that. Um, that's that's uh, yeah. I mean, he he seems down to business. His first tweet was, "Okay, enough of the uh, enough of the talk. Let's get to work." Yeah. So I mean, I like it. I'm all on. Yeah, as am I. Uh, one of the things I was reading uh, Twitter today, and there was a lot of uh, from from Cincinnati uh, sports connected people. Um, one of the stories that I read said he was on like a zoom type call or a, or a Skype meeting or whatever with members of the media. And once the call ended, there were only a couple of people left media members left and near the end of the call when he was hanging up, like he yelled something like, let's go or let's get to work or something like that. And whether or not that was a facade put on for uh, the, the remaining people on the call 
or if that's just really who the guy is, um, you know, we, we don't really know that, but right now I got to tell you, I I'm, I'm excited about him. Um, Hey, Chili is here. He couldn't stay away. Chili, what's up? Hey. Oh, not a whole lot. Working on this paper. How you guys doing? We're good, buddy. We're good. How's uh, how's finals week treating you, man? It's really bad. It's actually, in law school, it's uh, two weeks. So mm, it's finals, week. finals two weeks, then. Yeah, yeah it's pretty rough. Um, luckily, the one I'm doing right now is, uh, well, I'm done. I'm almost done. But uh, we only have two more after this, so uh, it's, uh, it's very nice. So. That was going to be my follow-up question was, uh, how, uh, where are you at in the two weeks? Are you near the beginning or near the end of the two weeks? Uh, about the middle. Uh, we've already had – our first one was on Wednesday. Second one's today, but luckily it's 24 hours. So we get 24 hours to do it, which is you think would be cool, but yeah, it's more terrible, actually. Yeah, it's worse because it's way harder than it would have been had it just been like an in-class thing. So, yep, getting through it then. We got one on Monday, one on Thursday, and then uh, then I'm just going to set it home, I guess. I don't know. Big plans for the summer because I'm not allowed to leave my house. Yeah, there's nothing else to do. Uh, You weren't here. Um, I got – we talked a little bit about Joe Burrow. uh, What are your your thoughts on uh, on the Burrow pick? Oh, you mean my Lord and Savior, Joe Burrow? That's um, correct, yes. Yeah, great pick. I mean, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of hatred for the Bengals out there in the mainstream media. They're like, oh, they're going to ruin Joe Burrow's career. Here's the thing. Uh, whenever we take a top-round quarterback, we they usually do pretty well, like Carson Palmer. I mean, he, you know, he had his faults, sure, but – all in all, I'd say he had a pretty good career, you know. Well, there and, was uh, Mel Kiper uh, last night while, you know, they were doing the, the buildup before the first pick was announced. They cut to Mel, and uh, a couple of days before the draft, Mel had said, you know, some people act like going to Cincinnati as a quarterback is just this black hole place. And he kind of ran down a list of accomplishments or accolades or stats or whatever you want to call it. Um, compiled by both Dalton and Palmer. And we talked about this one time on a previous episode, but both Palmer and Dalton chose to sign $100 million-plus contracts here in the city. So uh, they both made playoff runs. They were, uh, they're both on the list of you know franchise great quarterbacks, and you can say what you want about the Bengals not having a long list like some other teams, but the Bengals have had pretty good quarterback play historically. You look at Greg Cook, who would have been a hell of a lot better had his shoulder not got wrecked. Uh, you look at Ken Anderson, obviously. You look Boomer. at Boomer. Yeah. Um, they've had, you know, they've had a Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, they've had a run, a long run historically, of, of good quarterback play. And we all know the, you know, the – the not the not successful postseasons that the Bengals have had in recent memory, but this isn't the worst place in the world. I can think of five franchises off the top of my head that I would much uh, that I would consider a much worse spot to go for any player, especially a quarterback. What I was going to say, I mean, the the one thing that the Bengals also don't have is a long list of number one overall quarterbacks or top five picks that are quarterbacks. So we don't have that many habitually bad years. Like, I don't know, 
the Cleveland Browns who continually get the number one pick and pick a quarterback and it doesn't pan out. Like it's not going to be bad. All these number one picks that didn't turn out. Yep. That's a, that's a really good point. Um, the worst one was just that we picked one in the first place with Achilles Smith and we should have taken the 95 draft picks that were ordered, uh, offered for him. But yeah, that's, and like people just hold that over the bank, over the Bengals head for some reason. And like, that was forever ago. The, Chili might not even have been born yet. What year was that? Was that ninety five? Guys, we're we're not we are definitely not that young. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had an I had an Achilles Smith jersey. I was yeah, I remember I being too. excited about the drive. I mean, I had a Jeff Blake and a Neil O'Donnell jersey. Like, I mean, I, we were young. Don't get me wrong, but we're not. I that played young. against. Uh, I got to play against Jeff Blake's son, and I think I was seven. He played for Sycamore, and uh, he was an animal. He played all time, you know, quarterback every play, quarterback sneak up the middle every play. And I was playing defensive line, and I mean, I'm not the most athletic person out there. You guys know that already. This dude <laughs> ran me down, straight ran me down, like made contact with me, but just took me out, took me out of the game. And then later they put me back in the game. And I got stung by a wasp and had an allergic reaction. It had to go to the hospital. <laughs> so it was. Uh, well, that was that sucks, and I'm sure yeah. that was a little traumatic for Baby Chili, it's getting smoked out there and then getting attacked by a by a killer wasp. Yeah, <laughs> it was not fun. And, not enjoyable. And that's officially more football that he he's played officially more football than. The person we were discussing earlier in the group chat, <laughs> just with that <laughs> amount of wasp ass digging. That is an astute observation, Caleb. Very, very nice. Um, so let's let's do a little uh, let's do a little recap. Uh, I I watched the whole thing last night. I, I stayed up way too long uh, to watch the whole first round, and we've had this conversation uh, at least be- between the group of us. Or uh, maybe even on a previous episode of the show, where I I, I don't like the draft. Um, I, I don't watch college football, so I don't. Outside of the top, you know, handful of prospects, I don't know who many of these guys are. I just lean on uh, the experts and things that I've read on Twitter. Whether or not those people are experts is uh, kind of up for your own uh, opinion. Um, but was were there was there anything that surprised anybody in round one? of the draft last night as far as a player or maybe a trade that didn't happen or a team taking a guy that you thought just was maybe a reach, anything like that strike, uh, stick out to you guys. T Higgins. The fact that um, he didn't get picked in the first round. Yeah. That was pretty shocking. Um, I, I don't know. There wasn't any, I mean, I watch a little bit of college football. I gamble on college football. Um, there wasn't anything that was like super shocking to me. I do think that the Eagles are just dumb. I feel like they've made awful. Their first two picks were terrible. I think, in my opinion. Uh, let's but, see. Who uh, did they take in the first round? In the first round, they took. I forget. Um, it was. Uh, oh, they took uh, the wide receiver uh, Rieger, Jalen Rieger. Yeah, yeah. Because there was like three or four other guys that I thought were better than him. Not that he's not good, but. Jesus, you know, and then taking Jalen Hurts, I mean, 
I think Jalen Hurts has the potential, and he could end up being pretty good. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, well, here's, no, and here's why I think it does make sense. I'll I, I, we're talking about the first round, so we'll jump back to the first round in a sec. But I think the Jalen Hurts things make sense because Carson Wentz is an injury liability. Oh, he, yeah, that's true. You right. know, if he if he's only good for you know 10, 11, 12, 13 games, the backup's gonna get to play three, four, five games, and you need a guy that's competent. You saw. Um, you know, you saw, you've seen that the last couple of years with Wentz that he can't stay healthy for a full season. So they, yeah. they needed well, somebody there. May, I, I think they probably could have got him in the third round. So maybe I think that was a, a reach taking yeah. him, uh, where he went. I was thinking like fourth or fifth round. They could not, not hurts, but they could have got, a, you know, like something. Somebody else. Uh, I mean, F- Philadelphia likes to invest heavily in their backups. They've done that for years. And usually it's paying them money or signing one. Now they just used one of their second rounds. That's I mean, that's true. essentially what they're doing here. And they're, I mean, they're always a gadget team as well, too. Yeah, so I fully true. expect him to be in special formations. Um, but to answer your first question about first round selections that really stood out to me, I'm going to go with uh, you. I bet, yeah, man. What do you? Where do you think I'm going? I'm curious. What do you think? I think I think you're going. Uh, where's when CD Lamb was taken? I'm not actually going to go with that. I, I mean, I do expected him to go a little bit earlier because I expected, but I'm going to go with where he should have been taken, okay. which is at the 12th pick. I do not think Rugs as the first overall wide receiver at that early was was a good call. I mean, I don't even think he was the best receiver on their team. Um, I mean, if there was that much of an injury concern for Jerry Judy, I mean, I, I, I guess I get it. But, uh, I mean, that's not where I would have put it. I would have put it on C.D. Lamb. It's not – I mean, C.D. Lamb going on 17th. I mean, if he wasn't going 12, I expected him to fall that far. It wasn't about that. I just – I think the the Raiders pick on Ruggs was an awful early stretch. And then Damon Arnett, the cornerback out of Ohio State, I think that's – way too early as well too i think raiders as they typically do moved up too early they they fall in love with speed on their wide receivers and that's what they that's what they saw on rugs and yeah i mean that that, that's he's notorious they're notoriously known for just going after fast receivers and i just you know i was gonna say john ross on it yeah they they fell in love with the speed and you know al davis would have loved that pick uh, because Al Davis liked to draft the fastest player available, available, especially at receiver, and it's never it hasn't worked out for him ever. Um, but I, I agree with you. I thought Jerry Judy was the better receiver on Alabama's roster, um, and uh, t- for Rugs to be the first wide receiver taken, that kind of surprises me. If uh, <coughs> excuse me, goodness, if you look at the breakdown of players taken, a lot of the experts were saying. You know, watch how many quarterbacks go in round one. Watch how many offensive tackles go in round one. And watch how many wide receivers go in round one. So what did we have? We had one, two, three, four quarterbacks, I believe, right? Jordan Love was the fourth and final quarterback taken in the first round. And then uh, we had one, two, three, four, five. We had five offensive tackles taken in the first round. Six six offensive tackles in the first round, and six wide receivers. So of the 32 picks, 17 of them were passer, protect the passer, catch the ball from the passer. So if you're looking for a current state of where the NFL is, 
Oh, and then if you even look on the other side of the ball, if you look how many edge rushers or uh, cornerbacks were taken, that's mostly that's like the whole first round. There was only there was a a couple of uh, defensive linemen, I think, or interior defensive linemen, and a couple of linebackers. Uh, and that's if you call Isaiah Simmons a linebacker. That guy can do everything. I kind of expect him to play a little more safety in the NFL than linebacker. Unless he, uh, I was really surprised. Another thing that surprised me was Jordan Love to the Packers. That was kind of a shocker to me um, in the first round, you know. I mean, because, yeah, Rodgers is definitely towards the end of his career, but I mean, I still feel like he's probably got, you know, what, four years left maybe. You think they well, would do some, so with, something to help him? <laughs> with the new uh, rookie contracts, so first-rounders have a four-year contract with a fifth-year team option, I believe. Um, and I, the way this looks to me, you don't draft any quarterback in the first round and have the intention of have him not playing at some point during his rookie contract. So does this mean Rogers has three years left in green Bay? That'll put him at 39. Is that right, Sean? I think Sean fell asleep. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, I kind of figured he'd have a little bit longer than that. I mean, I know he got hurt, you know, That's a couple weird. years ago. I just, Are you there, Sean? Yeah, I was, I I was muted. But, yes, in three years, Aaron Rodgers will be, uh, will be 39. I got you. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I the, – the trade – did they trade up to get him? Yeah, they did, yes. Yeah, they, they traded – where were they originally? Were they like 30? And they, yeah, they were. They were 30. Yeah. They swapped with the Dolphins. Um, now, here's a question. Let's talk about the Dolphins for a second. So, a lot of the talk Jeez. was if the Dolphins make an offer to come up to one to the Bengals, should the Bengals do it? And we all know that they didn't do it. So, if we look at what the Bengals got in the first round, which was Joe Burrow, and the Dolphins end up with uh, Tua Tagovailoa, and then they got Austin Jackson, somebody to protect <clears throat> Tua. And then they took the Noah uh, Igbenogane, or whatever the hell his name is. Um, now that was pretty good. That was good. That's a valiant effort on that one. That one. Yeah. I know that's about what I. That's what what I remember being called, and I couldn't I, have guessed at all. I think so well done. I Way better than I would have guessed. If I remember it from last night, I think it's Igbenogane, uh, not Igbenogane. But either way, I thought it was a pretty good job. Um, if you are a Dolphins fan, are you happy with your first round? I mean, in terms of volume of picks, you had the most, so I guess you got to be happy with that. They didn't trade out and get fewer picks than they could have. They made a move to go down. Um, are you happy with Are you happy with Tua and Austin Jackson? I think Austin Jackson was one of the top four rated tackles according to everything that I read, so I, I guess they're probably pretty okay with that pick. Um, I, I don't know. In, in our group chat last night, we we talked about Tua. You guys know my opinion on Tua. Um, are you are you happy if you're a Dolphins fan today? Nope. I was gonna say talk to the one that's married to one on this. Yeah, podcast. I was gonna say the uh, the only only uh, Dolphin fan I know um, is asleep upstairs, and uh, she was. Was not happy when they when they picked Tua because of the, the injury concerns. And like, I read this thing last night that said one of the reasons, and this is this is it's got to be total bullshit because that make any sense. 
One of the reasons the Dolphins liked Tua was because he will be the only left-handed starter in the NFL. What's that have to do with anything? Nothing. It's like guys are having small hands. Yeah. Dumb. I just... I like it, though. I mean, I think Tua has a lot of potential, but they still have Fitzmagic on their roster, do they not? I think they do. He's got to be, like, 47 years old by now. Dude, he's incredible. It doesn't matter. He's a game changer. Um, he's uh, chilly. He's so not going to start over Tua. It's not going to happen. The real question I is, what do the Patriots give up to get Josh Rosen now? Because he's basically nothing at this point. Uh, they yeah. give up that extra fourth round pick they got for Gronk. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still hoping that uh, the Patriots will do something just stupid. And give us that extra fourth round pick for uh, for Dalton. I don't think it'll happen. I, I think Dalton's going to end up getting cut. They're not going to pay him seventeen million dollars to be a backup. So when he ends no. up cut, I, I think the Jags scoop him up. I think the Patriots scoop him up. Something like that happens. What do you guys think about? I mean, it's what they did when Palmer got drafted. Do you think that Burrow sets the whole year and backs no. up Dalton? Not a chance. Um, here, why do two you things. think that? One, yes, I think he sits the whole year, but I think the whole roster sits the whole year because I don't think there's going to be football. Um, but I agree with Caleb. If there is football, there is not a chance he sits the whole year. I don't know, man. I and just I, I know the Bengals, and it wouldn't would it surprise you though if he did? Like, I mean, yes, yes, it I would. It would, it would absolutely surprise, surprise me. me. Every single person that has a respected opinion on college football says that Joe Burrow is the most pro-ready quarterback they've seen. He just completed the best season in the history of the sport. The closest comp to him in terms of readiness. I, I don't know if anyone else is having issues, but it sounds like you're underwater, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I'm having yeah. audio issues. You're having an, an, internet, yeah. an internet issue. Yeah, I can hear you guys just fine. I cannot hear our host. No. Hmm, that's <laughs> I think Manitoba that's has bad internet. Oh, I can hear him now. I can hear him. Are you there? Oh, oh, Marty. Marty. Hey, hey you there, Marty. You wiggle the rabbit hey. ears there, buddy. I got some equipment. I had to play with the, I had to play with the game knob on my old, uh, on my old microphone there. Yeah, fancy microphone. And, uh, I'll say you're on our phones. Couldn't hear you. Yeah, no, and I couldn't hear you. for a while. I couldn't hear you guys either. Um, it's crazy when I use my, when I use the computer speakers, um, I, I have a hard time hearing you guys sometimes if I put, Headphones in or on, I, I can hear you a little bit better. But uh, my current uh, my current setup doesn't allow for for headphoneage at the moment until I get uh, another delivery from the Amazon man. In six to eight weeks. Uh, no, I think they'll be here next week. But yeah, it's, it feels like it's been that. It's pretty crazy because you get. I'm so reliant on Amazon. Like I want something. I want it now. Like instant gratification, right? And yeah. it I've, has been really tough for me, guys. Like. When I order something <laughs> off Amazon, to have to wait two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that must be brutal, man. Like, it's been really terrible. tough for me, guys. That's that's terrible. awful. Like, I'd hate to hear you have to like cancel a vacation of your lifetime with your best friends or anything along those lines. Yep. That would yeah. be 
That'd That's be right. awful. But the fact that you got to wait four extra days for your fucking Amazon package. Yeah, that struggle's <laughs> real. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I ran out of goldfish yesterday and I, I ordered more. And, uh, hold on, hold on. I was going to ask, what are you ordering from Amazon that you can't go get? Because as somebody who goes and gets food for other people for money, I'm wondering, <laughs> it better not be food. And then, of course, <laughs> goldfish, of course. <laughs> Well, no, like the five-gallon thing of it. They're out of them at Walmart. I've already checked. So, so right. five-gallon. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a food question. First of all, goldfish are not good. Cheez-Its are way better. Eh, I don't know if that's true or not. It's true. They hollow out the goldfish, man. They're ripping we you got a couple of, uh We got a couple of new guests in the... Uh, in the studio, we got a uh, crazy motherfucker has entered the live studio. So has Bron two thousand and one. Bron, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Where are you? Uh, where are you listening from tonight? He's going to. Uh, he's been chatting with us, or he started chatting with us. So we'll wait and see, and we'll ask him how he's uh, how he's heard about uh, the Bad Beats and Velcro Clutch podcast. Oh, G Dog said to hit up Walmart.com. They're chilly. Yeah, uh, chilly. G Dog, I should have done that. Yeah, but I think their shipping is also six to eight weeks. So I don't yeah, I can't think can of anything that I've bought there. off the internet recently where it actually took six to eight weeks to get it. Yeah, no. Chili, were you watching a NASCAR sense. race just then? I heard a NASCAR I heard a vroom vroom go by. <laughs> no. He's probably just outside smoking. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. So, sounds about yeah. right. Sean, we never got your opinion on the first round. Was there anything that shocked you out of round one of the draft? Um I was shocked that the Dolphins didn't trade up to take Detroit's pick. I just thought they were going to. Just not that it was needed or anything. I just thought it was going to happen. But yeah, I, they still ended up with the same person who I felt like they would have picked. So yeah, I read um, for them, I guess. But I read an article that they created like a little smoke screen on that that they weren't interested in him and that he may have failed a physical and stuff just so they didn't have to spend the extra picks. I don't know if there's any. Uh, truth to that at all, but uh, that would be kind of cool if they just started throwing out random rumors just so they didn't have to trade up. I, I commend them for that. I don't no. think it's the right pick, but you know, right. I, I kind of, uh, you guys have talked me out of hate, loving Tua, so I hate Good, it now. You should I'm be. on board with you guys. I'm, <laughs> dude, you, you obviously you got me. I mean, I've, I like so it. I'm, I'm, I'm about it, about it. You are about it, about it. Um, I read that uh, Detroit said today or maybe la- later last night after it happened that they never had a quote firm offer for the third overall pick. Um, but I, I think the most surprising thing to me is how little surprises there were. Like, yeah, I agree. I, first of all, the ESPN team, they sh- ought to be just congratulated endlessly for being able to pull off this remote draft and, you know, 50 different locations or 5,000 different locations. Who in the hell knows how many places there actually are. Uh, and it went off without a hitch for the most part last night. The only thing that I can remember, Trey Wingo at one point said, uh, before so-and-so makes their pick, they got a special message. And then he mm-hmm. kind of stared blankly at the camera for a second. And he was like, okay, we don't have a special message. No, not now. Not now. We'll do that later. All right. But that was, uh, that was it. And I, I thought that the – the Steelers didn't get hacked. Uh, actually, we don't know that because the Steelers didn't have a first-round pick. So, right. um, to my knowledge, nobody got hacked, and nobody ended up taking 
the wrong guy. I, I was going to joke, Caleb, that uh, if you weren't so connected with this draft in particular, I was going to joke that um, the Raiders were hacked and they actually turned in a pick for C.D. Lamb, but somebody changed it to Henry Ruggs. Yeah, that would be a sick, sick joke. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I, for our for our listeners out there, I don't remember if we've went over this or not. I risked five forty to win three twenty to three fifty range, so to potentially almost essentially a nine hundred dollar ticket on where CD Lamb was drafted. So, uh, yeah, it, it it didn't end well for me, as, as no, you can tell. It didn't end, I, it I, didn't I, end well. So, speaking of things that didn't end well, I can't believe we made it 32 and a half minutes into tonight's episode. This is a sports betting podcast. Uh, I shared a group. I shared in the group chat. A buddy of mine, um, my my dad knows him. We used to bowl together. He went to high school with me. His name's Terry. Uh, Terry's a big sports gambler as well. Um, I don't know if he just for the most part only shares his winning tickets with me and doesn't share the, the the L's. But last night before the draft, he shared four tickets with me. Uh, and his biggest wager was sizable and it was on Justin Jefferson and it was an over under. It was, would he be picked under the 21st and a half pick? So meaning between pick one and pick 21 or over that any any moment in time 22 or later uh the 21st pick in the draft last night was held by the eagles the 22nd pick was held by uh the vikings we know that the eagles had no receivers at all all year like their leading receiver was a tight end and then a running back or something like that i think um and then the vikings they have adam thielen and that's about it because stefan diggs got traded to the bills but uh, the Eagles took Jalen Rieger from TCU at pick 21. So that meant that my boy lost his giant bet. And then Justin Jefferson goes off the board at 22. And I haven't heard from him today, so I don't know if he's still with us or not, to be honest with you. Um, he hasn't. Uh, I know he made it through all the way through the first round last night. Uh, because he did end up winning a couple of bets. One of them was like total number of offensive players taken in the in the first round. He had an over under on that, and maybe uh, another one on will there be a running back taken in the first round? And uh, uh, pick number thirty two, he got bailed out on that one because the Chiefs took Clyde Edwards Hilaire from uh, from LSU. Um, let's move on to round two. Round two started tonight, and we all know the Bengals had the first pick of round two as well um, because they were the worst team last year. And there were a couple of players on the board that a lot of people liked. Uh, the two most common names, I think, that uh, that got thrown around in the, in the Twitterverse, and you guys correct me if uh, you heard anything different. One was Denzel Mims, the wide receiver from Baylor, and the other was Josh Jones, the uh, offensive tackle, the three-year starter from Houston. Um, did you guys hear any other names linked to the Bengals at 33? Um, I heard the safety from Clemson or no, wait, was it not Clemson? Uh, Grant Delphi, that's who I heard. Okay. LSU. Oh, yeah. the guy that, uh, Cleveland or, uh, yeah, Cleveland took in the second round. Yeah. Grant Delphi. I, I heard, I heard some whispers about Xavier McKinney. Um, the safety from Alabama, but I didn't, 
and not much else. But either way, I think the Bengals surprised a lot of people by drafting uh, T. Higgins, the wide receiver out of Clemson. How do you guys feel about that pick? I like it. I think it solidifies A.J. Green not coming back after this year. So. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think writing on the Taylor wall. came out of Zach Taylor came out immediately after, as soon as the pick, and said, "This in no way affects AJ Green's status going forward." I don't know if uh, I don't know if uh, that's just a smokescreen or not, but he said that was quoted less than 15 minutes after the pick was announced. I just yeah. want to point that out. Uh, I don't I again smokescreen possibly, but you know that was you know, really the- quick to say that. One of the cool things um, about that T. Higgins pick is apparently he's been getting roasted the last few years at Clemson because apparently he's like legitimately a Bengals fan and has been a Bengals fan since A.J. Green has been a member of the team. And uh, there was a tweet. Right. One, one of the coolest things, I think, or worst things, depending on uh, what ends up coming out, one of the cool things about the NFL draft is – the you know Twitter's forever, and we talk about how the internet's forever. Uh, but they'll go back and they'll find these cats on Twitter, and they'll like scroll back through the timeline. But back in 2016 or something like that, T. Higgins tweeted, you know, I I'll, one day I'll meet AJ Green or something like that. And now he's in the same position group with him at, on the same roster, which is uh, which is kind of a cool story. And he's uh, he got drafted by the team that that he's a fan of, which. You know, as a sports fan my whole life, we've all had the fantasies or the dreams. Sean probably, you know, playing for the Yankees and, and me playing for the Reds or, you know, whatever else. But I just think that would Chilelli be suing to, somebody, you know. Chilelli suing somebody. Yeah, yes. me playing college basketball <laughs> for Kentucky, obviously. What position do you think you'd play? Center? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'd be a good point guard. <laughs> Hang on. I want I want it to be known that approximately 25 minutes after Chili said, "I'm not that athletic," he thinks he'd be a good point guard at UK. As a child, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think you were awful child basketball player. I think that you would have gotten dominated. I, I have no I was, faith. I in wrestled. Him. Yeah, I wrestled. So I was pretty good at wrestling. So. Ah, so you wanted to be. Um, uh, the fuck, Kurt Angle, the, the, the 24-7 champion. Yeah. Hang on. Okay, so <laughs> speaking of the 24-7 champion, um, one of the rules, my dad said the big show. He said, Chili, you could be the big show. I could do. Yeah, I could do that. Um, so after Gronk got traded from the, from the Patriots, somebody, and I, I feel like it was somebody like in the sports world, in the professional sports world, said – um, you know, Gronk, you got to be on the lookout as a 24 seven champ. You have to be ready to defend your title anytime, any place. So do we think, and this would just lead me to believe, or it would, it would confirm for me that the NFL and all sports are fucking rigged at, at some level is Gronk going to score a touchdown from Brady and somebody going to come running out onto the field from the tunnel and like, is Randy Orton going to run out and RKO him and pin him and the ref's going to fucking give the three count and the belt yeah. in his hands? That would be incredible if it happened. I would love it. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Gronk would be hard to take down, man. I mean, he's a he's a big dude. He's a yeah, big dude. Yeah, but his legs and his back are broken. All you got to do is take a helmet to the knee. He's, <laughs> he's done. Yeah, it's true. Agreed. And speaking of uh, Kentucky – Glenn Bowden Jr. was selected by the Raiders, so it's pretty cool. 
Who's that? As a wider – Lynn Bowden Jr. He was actually our quarterback for most of the season because our, our actual quarterback got injured in like week five or something. Okay, yeah, that's right. So Lynn Bowden got taken as a wide receiver. But that's kind of good for the Raiders because he's a decent quarterback. He really is. Yeah, but I mean, the, Raiders like just, NFL, the Raiders but. have Derek Carr, who's awful. And yeah. then they just signed Mariota. He's not getting any looks. At, it may be in some gadget plays, but he's not getting any looks at quarterback. It's well, that's happening. what I was thinking for for guy. He's a great receiver, uh, but I think for like gadget plays stuff like that, it'd be cool for him. CMC, they have CMC, like twelve wide receivers on their roster. They have, they they have so many receivers. They, they took so another many. receiver after they took Lynn Bowden. They took Brian Edwards yeah, immediately after it. that. It's crazy. Which, yeah. uh, Brian Edwards, uh, I remember him in college fantasy. He was a monster. Wouldn't surprise me if he ends up uh, if he ends up being a pretty good pick. He might be better than Bowden. Shit, I, he he might be better than their first pick. <laughs> Rugs is yeah. just quick. They took. Uh, I think back Wagner. Back Wagner from Kentucky, I think, is very underrated. I think he'll end up being a stud in the NFL because he played for a lackluster college football team and he's a stand he's super tall, super fast, catch the ball. Every time they throw the ball to him, he gets a, they call him Flagner because anytime someone targets him, he gets draws a flag or catches the ball for a forty yard game. You know what I mean? So I wish we I could know. rewind last year to when Chilelli said that uh uh Kentucky's running back was gonna blow up in the NFL and he got a mm. chance and Schittsburg and shit down his leg because he's awful, just like all UK football players. Oh, oh no, on. hang on. Chili, Chili has talked about him. Chili has talked about Benny Snell on these I was going to say it was Benny before. Snell, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I love Benny Snell. I booed Benny Snell in no, Pittsburgh and it hated me. I hated myself for doing it, but I love him. I think, he, I think he'll have a good career. I mean, I don't. he played half the I season. I don't. So. Yeah, and, nope. and it was awful. Well, uh, we got another. We got another listener in the live studio, J-Lo. Uh, probably not that one. but no, she's with the best third baseman in the history of baseball right now. Not even close. Yeah, he's a shortstop anyway. Whatever. But, uh, J-Lo is uh, in the studio. Nope, it's not her, guys. This is, uh, this, is a, this is a dude, J-Lo. But hey, what's up, J-Lo? Thanks for checking out the show. Uh, how'd you hear about us, and where are you listening from? Feel free to, uh, to chat that in. Uh, the most... The most on-brand thing that's happened so far in the uh, almost three complete rounds of the NFL draft um, comes from the Patriots. They trade up to pick number 37 or maybe back to 37. I don't really know where they moved. Uh, but they took Kyle Duggar from a Division two school. Um, yeah. And Lenore also, Ryan, baby. Let's go. <laughs> also, Belichick's dining room table or whatever fucking room he was in. Um, Belichick's dining room table looks like a chessboard. Um, J-Lo has said he is listening from Texas on the Podbean app. Uh, well, thanks right. for checking us out. Uh, J-Lo, who is your favorite? Uh, I'm assuming you, you like sports or you like people that are really bad at talking about them. Uh, who is your favorite NFL team? Where are you rooting interests and how do you feel? About their uh, their draft acquisitions thus far. Uh, so, Caleb, you have bet on Kyle Duggar. You mentioned earlier, and what's the name of the school he's from? I, I did I not say that it. I bet on. Kyle oh no, Chili. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Yeah, it's Lenore Ryan. I've bet on them before in college football. <laughs> Actually, I think they were playing JMU, I believe. 
Where in the hell is Lenore Ryan? I have no idea. Let me find out real quick. Yeah, I think somebody, it's in somebody... Texas. No, is it in Texas? I think it is in Texas. J-Lo might know the answer to that. Somebody somebody needs to look that up. Oh, it's in North Carolina. Okay, I knew it was like semi-close to me. Yeah, it's in North Carolina. If they're playing JMU, I'm going to guess it was somewhere around the Virginia-North Carolina region. Yeah, yeah. I think they're in the same conference as JMU. That's why. Um, Something tells me JMU isn't traveling across the country for playing in the uh, sports balls. Probably not. not bad. Uh, J-Lo in the – in the live studio has said he is pretty happy with the Cowboys pick. So let's do a little recap of the Cowboys picks for my guy, uh, for my guy, yeah. J-Lo. So they picked uh, number 17, maybe in the first round. Yeah. yeah they picked, CD, they took CD, CD lamb. lamb. Yeah. yeah. They took CD lamb. You probably uh, super, super, super happy with that. Um, that was the only pick they had in round one, I believe. Uh, let's see what they've done uh, tonight. Let me look them up here. They got digs. I'll tell you what they've done. They've had Jerry Jones' daughter holding the phone for him. My man's not even holding his own phone. Correct. Jerry Jones' daughter holding the phone on his $250 million yacht. Yeah, his war room is on his freaking yacht, which is the biggest flex of all time. But look, say what you want about Jerry. Do you know what company – had the largest uh, marketing value or ad value so far in the draft. Anybody know? It, Anybody got any one guesses? One of the ones from Drew Brees' house. No, this is uh, this is. I'm nerding out a little bit. This is like the Forbes. I mean, not not Drew Brees. Uh, uh, you're Sean thinking of Sean Payton. To say. Yeah, you're probably thinking of Sean Payton. How he broke all the rules because he had a bunch of shit out there. Yeah. none of them were yep. NFL sponsors. Yeah, no. yeah. the largest no. uh, ad value is from the Salvation Army or for yeah, the Salvation yeah, yeah. Army because where Jerry Jones is sitting, he has placed him his head right in front of the Cowboys logo that's behind him, and the Salvation Army logo is just there right next to him on screen every time they show him. I used to volunteer mm-hmm. for the Salvation Army, and they're all diehard Cowboys fans despite living in Cincinnati and Dayton. Not all of them. My sister, my youngest sister, used to work for the Salvation Army, and she is a Bengals fan. Oh, that's nice. And all so is my brother. Yeah, they're all uh, the ones I know are all Cowboys fans. Hey, Just we're gonna let. Uh... <coughs> oh, no, wait a minute. Sorry. Um, I got two different. I got too many windows opened up on my uh, on my screen here. Um, you guys see the Dak Prescott tribute to his brother? I thought that was pretty cool that they did that. Uh, no, I did not. Uh, I did not see it. Any, has anybody heard uh, how he how he died? I, I still haven't heard. No, I, so. I think we all just assume that coronavirus at this point. I mean, um, does does anybody know if Josh Jones has been drafted yet? Let me check round three and see if he's. He is uh, not. He's still available. Josh Jones was drafted actually. Oh. Um, like 15 picks ago, Chili. So you were close. I forgot um, to refresh. The as, Cardinals. As the commissioner of Chilelli's Fantasy Baseball League, yep. I full heartedly did not expect him to be there. And as soon as Chilelli said he was still available, I could not unmute <laughs> quick enough to tell you did someone check the facts on that. Because he also <laughs> took in the second round of the most expensive league that I'm in a pitcher that was out for the whole year. I was not aware of that. I was not aware of the time. He was on my list. Right. He comes back, he's going to be amazing. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. It's Lance McCullers. Yeah, he's going to be great. God. Hang on. Mm-hmm. The, the Cardinals, Lance McCullers? No, the that's Astros. Yeah, that's the Astros. I don't uh, – yeah, he, he's always he, played for the Astros. Has he? Okay. All right. Yeah, he's good. Um, does uh, I, I can't believe the tight end uh, – well, I can't think of his name at the moment. It's escaping me. Segura Degura from UC – uh, I can't believe that uh, that he's still available. I kind of yeah, expected he was projected from, to go late. I kind of the expected the tight end from Dayton's still available, and he's the number one tight end available. <laughs> they haven't even taken him yet, so I kind of I expected can... um, Mike Warren, the Bearcats running back, uh, to maybe get a sniff today. Mm, nah, I think both of them will. Definitely, one of them will go. I think they were projecting Michael Warren might be a sixth or seventh round pick. Right. Yeah, I, think you're, I think you're talking more along Trelelli's line of hyping up your own team right there, my man. I don't expect either of those two to go in the third round. I love Mike Warren as much as the next guy. That dude deserves it probably more than anyone. But, I mean, the first running back didn't even go till the middle of the second round. I mean, yeah, that's, th- true. that's it. Just hard to hard to put that much value. No, the on. first the first running back was the last pick of the first round. Oh, that's true. I forgot about Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah, um, I don't even see. So I don't see in the best available list of tight ends. I don't see UC's tight end even in the. There's only 17 players on the list, and he's not even on the list. That's ridiculous. He'll be a free agent somewhere, though. I mean, he's he's a stud. Do you see Ahmad Wagner on the wide receiver list? Uh, let me take a look real be. quick. He should be. Let me take a look. Ahmad Wagner? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, where does he go to school? <sighs> Kentucky. No, he's not on the fucking list, you asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, That's ridiculous. That's a bullshit list you got there. Hmm. Well, you're you're probably right about that. Well, he wasn't on page one of the list. Let me check page two. No, there's 30 wide receivers and he's not listed. Jesus. Uh, my dad said he yeah, thinks only uh, one tight end. Uh, G Dog says there's only been one tight end taken so far. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go back through the rounds. And, I think he's uh, right. And check and see. Yeah, th- there wasn't one taken in the first round, and it's been a while since there was a. Since there was a first round without a uh, without a tight end, uh, I think Notre, round... Dame's, Notre Dame's tight end is the only one that's been drafted, right? Yeah, yeah. Cole Cole Komet, um, which looks a lot like Kermit. And then you know, round three, there uh, hasn't been a tight end. Zach um, Moss is gone, uh, and the Patriots are picking right now at eighty-seven. Yeah, who's about to be the next next breakout third rounder? You'll find out here real quick. Anthony Anthony Jennings, Jennings uh, a uh, linebacker from Alabama, and it looks like uh, J Lo's trying to call into the show. Let's let J Lo in, see what he has to say. We keep we keep a short leash around here, J Lo. Hey guys, how's everything going tonight? Good. How are you? How's it going there, J Lo? Hey man, doing pretty good. I'm here here in Texas in San Antonio. So I was uh, around the pod being the live cast tonight. So I figured I'd call in the show tonight. Watching the draft, probably just like you guys. It sounds like 
Oh yeah. Glad to have you. Um, who did the Patriots take you guys? Anthony something? I'm not watching it. Anthony okay. Jennings is a linebacker for Alabama. Yeah, he uh, he won his first team SEC. Um, it's decent pick. Uh, Goodberry was talking about him last year or last night a decent amount. Um, also, to go back to our second pick, I, you know how I always like to bring up Joe Goodberry just because he's follows our team and he's very very analytical. Um, he had two picks he would love at the time and four picks that he'd like. And uh, T. Higgins was on his like list. So it was top six for the Bengals analytic dude. Um, so, I mean, for whatever that's worth, I think uh, I think it, they seem to be going a different way than what they normally do. Which is good. <laughs> so, so are you happy with the uh, Cowboys picks, man? Yeah, I mean, they went – uh, C.D. Lamb last night, and uh, I know that was kind of a – didn't address all of our needs here with the uh, defensive side of things, but uh, it looks like they kind of made up a, a little bit with it with the uh, defensive side of things with Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama tonight. So, no complaints. That's good, man. I mean, I would have been happy with anything as a Bengals fan. I mean, we kind of all knew that we were going to have Burrow, like, six months ago, you know, so, but it's still really nice. It's a good feeling. You look amazing, but like Kevin said earlier, uh, the best seasons ever. So pretty excited. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not one of those Dallas Cowboy fans. It's just a diehard that I just can't uh, listen to everybody else's point of view or understand everybody else. So I wish you guys nothing but the best of Burrow. Cause I think that, that, uh, Hopefully things work out with him for sure. Oh, yeah, thanks, definitely. Yeah, appreciate it. I like San Antonio, by the way. My uh, I used to date a girl that lived down there. It's pretty good time. Good old uh, Lackland Air Force Base. So. Man, I'm telling you, the Air Force boot camp of the world, and uh, I think uh, at least as far as uh, our part of the country, you're probably like everybody else's with this COVID. We're still kind of on lockdown status, but. Oh, yeah. We hit 96, de- 96 degrees today here in San Antonio. It's a beautiful day. Ooh, wow. I love it. She is wonderful. We are, uh, we're hoping to uh, sweat out the uh, COVID and hoping that Vegas opens exactly. by June. And we're trying to, uh, trying to make a trip out there and uh, trying to make up for the one that we should be there right now. You know, if things get better and things start opening up, it's kind of ambitious. Um but we're it looks also, like it's uh, going to be in. Cle- I'm sorry. It looks like it's going to be in Cleveland next year with uh, the draft, and then what the year after, or that after what 2022 with uh, Vegas. Oh yeah, we'll go right. back for. Uh, we'll definitely go back for Vegas in 2022. So we don't really care so much about the draft. I mean, this year we were excited because it was the number one pick. But even though it's in Cleveland and we could all drive up there in you know three hours. I doubt either any of us will go, and we're all pretty pretty diehard fans. And I don't, I don't think any of us will go to the draft. But again, in Vegas, we'll do that. We, we're just degenerate gamblers. This is a this is a podcast for degenerates. <laughs> I don't know if you read the description in here, but we all love to gamble, and we love. Me and Caleb to to were uh, 
me and Caleb were two of the last people to be there because right when we got back, the world ended seemingly. So yeah, we get we flew back can, can, can from we all, Vegas March fifth. <laughs> can we all agree that Vegas Stadium is beautiful? Oh, it looks yes. it looks like the Death Star. I can't wait to, for games to Man. be played there. It's gonna be awesome. Wow. Expensive as fuck, but it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, we're talking three hundred dollars for place. bad bad seats are gonna be two three hundred dollars. But yeah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Easy. So. Yeah, I can't Easy. wait. Looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to being back in Vegas too, man. Just because, like, the setting at home, like, it's uh, it's not fun. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, JLo, um, I think we're having some technical difficulties when we added you on. I think we kicked off our host. Um, so I think he's going to try and kick you off and see if it allows him to, to go back on. Um, well, uh, you're more than welcome to jump in at any point. We, uh, we don't discriminate against uh, uh, people coming in here and uh, talking to us. We just can't, for whatever reason, get our host back on here. So I think he's going to kick you off and see if we can try to get, get him back. Best to you guys. Take care of yourself. Thanks for coming on, man. Can we hear you, Kevin? Yeah, I think Kevin's having some technical difficulties. Yeah, what did you guys it. think about what we were talking about earlier about uh, Burrow potentially setting the whole year? Because, like, that's my biggest fear, man. Like, I don't know what you guys – it cut out when Kevin was talking about that and what your guys' take on it was, but that's my biggest fear is that he doesn't play a single snap. Not because of COVID, but – because well, I'm, I'm gonna agree with I'm gonna agree with Kevin, and I'm gonna agree that we're probably not gonna play at all this year. I really, 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 really hope not. But knowing my luck with everything in life, I can imagine that you know we're not gonna play. But in theory, we do play. I don't think there's any way in the world that we're gonna waste his. Uh, Kevin does have too many gadgets, G Dog. You can't even get on here now. Um, <laughs> that's that's funny. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't think with his, uh, I don't think with his the low contract. I mean, that's the way to end. I mean, that's that's the way, to, or that's the way to 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 do it nowadays. Get the four or five years of the low contract, and I just why waste one of those with what you know you know what you have with Andy and definitely with Brian Finley. I mean, geez, John yeah, Riddle. No, he he is who we thought he was. <laughs> I was pretty excited about Finley uh, at one point this season, but that quickly faded. So never, never at any point. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of the same way. Uh, in hindsight, him, him in hindsight, him playing was, uh, you know, it saved this this season. I mean, shit. There's no way we would have only won two games if Dalton played. The well, it's whole just year. like we when uh, when Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, was at the helm and got us Andy and AJ out of that draft. So I mean, sometimes you gotta you gotta go backwards to move forward. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I commend Zach Taylor for that. Even if he didn't do it on purpose, I mean, sometimes Jeez. you gotta take a little bit of luck. We got it. That Miami game was still unbelievable. I had a dream about it the other night, and uh, I woke up and thought we won, but we didn't. So I went back to sleep. But it was cool to. Yeah, I, 
It was it was a crazy game, as we've talked about, obviously, between the four of us. You know how difficult it is to to knowingly that know that it's great for you to lose, but still, it's just, to me, it's hard to want your team to lose, you know, at all. But, I mean, in the, it, to get the to get the number one overall pick, obviously it's worth it. We're all happy in the end. It just, uh, it's, it just goes against everyone's competitive nature to, to want to lose. Also, that's right. G dog. It is sad when you have dreams about the Bengals, we're, we're a Bengals, a B- Bengals and degenerate podcast. Here, boys. That's, it's either nightmares about bad beats or, uh, there's been a yeah. lot of them. <laughs> There has. Say, Chili's throwing a, a C note a week at the Bengals. There was a lot of, a lot of bad beats. Whether they were actually bad beats or just getting beat badly. Honestly, though, I would rather get blown out than lose at the last minute like we did in Miami. Like the Pittsburgh game, the Monday night game. I mean, I probably had, I don't even know, Caleb, how much money do we both have on that game? Like enough, five, enough. I think I had about five hundred uh, on it. Like Between the, the different parlays and shit that we had, that it was a part of, then yeah, because um, I mean yeah, we had I a mean, decent amount of parlays that that included that game and then the games from next week, but they were all fucking worthless anyway because we lost the first leg of it. In a brutal fashion, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was bad. I still had a good time there though. I mean, except for Sochi almost going to jail. That was kind of stupid. He called me today to reminisce about that and uh, ask which away <laughs> games we are going to, and he said that we are not. He is not going to Pittsburgh with us next year. So why? It's, it's, why it's, not? It's a, he does not want to be a part of it. It's just me and you and uh, Senor Rob. Rob. Yeah, Rob's girlfriend that secretly likes other men, or no, he actually has a real <laughs> girlfriend now, right? <laughs> no, he, yeah, he has a, he has a real girlfriend now. <laughs> And uh, yes, G Dog. I do. I don't know them on first name basis, just because it's uh, they're all Vladimir. But I know them on last name basis because uh, I'm waiting to around some money on them. (laughs) Comrade, comrade, ping ponger. So um, weirdly enough, I was having uh, this conversation with my girlfriend today. She was uh, saying that. you know, talking about gambling, and I told her that I feel like I've done more research on Russian ping pong than I did on because I feel like I just know football. So I'm like, oh yeah, sure, this is gonna happen. It, that never fucking happens. But Russian ping pong, I don't know, so I just have to look at numbers. So you know, I was doing great, yeah, got, and then yeah, I've got my ass kicked. I've done well, but then I thought I knew football, and I bet it all on fucking CD Lamb, as we mentioned earlier. And the and I have to start all over again. So the only bet I've actually placed on the draft was the top three order and Jeff Oduka or Okuda or whatever, and I hit both of those and I cashed out, and I feel really good about it because I was going to take some stupid ass bets tonight that I probably would have lost. Yeah, I mean that's that's what happens once you win you. Feel like you have the the ability to gamble it on stupid things, and that's where I was at. I worked hard to make eleven hundred dollars in Russian ping pong in four or five days, and pissed it all away on one thing because I expected the Raiders to do the right thing and draft CD Lamb, but they drafted the fourth or fifth best wide receiver overall, 
at the twelfth overall fucking pick. Yeah, that was a disaster. Yeah, the Russian ping pong news is it's. I feel like it's rigged, man. Because I uh, <clears throat> what did I do a couple weeks ago it was like a hundred bucks on uh, Vladimir. What's his name? Pat Ball. That's right, Pat Ball. And Pavov the guy was on- is the guy that you you went. But again, I told you as. As I've been studying, there's certain people that do better against opposite-handed people, and he he is one of those people. And that's I mean Literally. the numbers yeah. don't pay attention to that stuff. Um, I mean, the, the, yeah, you can only see two different things on there. You can see when they won, when they lost. They don't show like serve speed, serve rate, anything along those lines. You get right-handed, left-handed, and then their last 50 matches. Those are the only things that you have to really go off of. And you yeah. can see trends like that, and that's that's how I've been doing it so far. It's it's better than me betting the fucking Bengals every week for no sure. doubt. Yeah, Do a three grand richer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Papal really dicked me down. He, uh, you know, he was minus one fifty or something. So I'm like, oh yeah, this guy is shoe in. He's gonna win. And he shit the bed. I think he lost three sets in a row. I believe. So and see, I thought the Chinese were dominant at ping pong, but apparently the Russians <laughs> are really good at it. So because you always like, you, you guys ever watch Forrest Gump growing up? You're like, oh yeah, the Chinese. They're, they're of dominant. course, that's what you're basing it off. Of. <laughs> they're they're not good at containing coronavirus. They're excellent at ping pong. Like that was my you know. Ooh, hot take. Uh, yeah. Hey, what's well, up? Uh, what's up? Brent Davis, how uh, how you doing Brent, there, buddy? Motherfucking Davis. Brent didn't Davis. even didn't even fucking see him sneak in there, old Brent. How you there doing there, buddy? Uh, uh, G Dog even sneaky noticed. Sneaky as a church mouse. <laughs> sneaky as a church mouse. I love it. G Dog <laughs> noticed he was in there. Thank you, G Dog. Wonder if the um, church is shut down. Are you, are you disobeying governor orders, Brent Davis? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm trying uh, to get well, right for tomorrow in protest, so... Uh, of course you are, Chalili. Of course you are. <laughs> uh, Patriots are picks in. Well, who's going to be the next... Uh, who's going to be the next secret weapon of theirs? Chad, you guys notice Goodell just sitting back, relaxed. Oh, they took the yeah. tight end out of UCLA. Yeah, he looks so relaxed right there. Yeah, um, I've... Uh, Joe Goodberry talked a lot about this dude as well, too. Super athletic. Really, really athletic person. They needed somebody to replace Gronk, and they used a third-round pick right here. So, interesting to see what he does. I fully expected them to get a quarterback at some point, but no, I think they'll probably sign one. They'll be better off that way. I really do think Andy ends up playing for the Patriots. Yeah, that's got to be what it's going to be. Brent Davis says his church is shut down, so. He's uh, he is forlowed probably like most of the rest of the country as well. We're all dealing with this together, and it's nice to have a little bit of a uh, a little bit of normalcy here with the NFL draft. Even though it's not really normal, they're uh, you know, this this electronic draft thing is oh, they're still paying him. Nice. Well, good. congratulations. That's that's, that's good, sweet. buddy. That's, that's good. Happy to hear that, man. Church are doing a drive-through service, so it's pretty, pretty unique. Um, 
Hey, Sean, what did you think of uh, the Ravens pick of J.K. Dobbins? I forgot to bring that up in the group chat. Um, I mean, you, do you feel like Lamar and J.K. are going to be uh, still going to be uh, a force to reckon with? Uh, no, we're going we're gonna to shut them down, sweep them, take a division. Hot take. Book it. Agreed. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, I just think that they they were missing that little bit of a punch there, that little uh, lightning with their thunder of uh, they expected to get that last year with Justice Hill, and that really didn't produce like that. So I think they're gonna they're gonna be tough. Um, Bengals are gonna need to get a get a linebacker somewhere. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this JUCO guy we got here is a. Uh, <laughs> Is is the real deal because uh, we need it. I mean, that's you know we need it. He's he's gonna play. He's gonna play uh, linebacker in the nickel. Um, I mean, so he's not gonna play every down. But I mean, hopefully he he can run down that with that speed. Hopefully we can just figure out Lamar Jackson too, like the teams did in the playoffs. I mean, that would be ideal as well to shut him down. Yeah, I mean. The problem is it starts with a run with them, especially with yeah. them having, you know, now having fucking J.K. Dobbins to go with Ingram and Lamar back there. I mean, it's it's about having speed at the linebacker position. And, yeah. man, we don't have it right now. So no. I'm hoping yeah. that we can make some moves. Like, it's either that or, you know, they're just banking on not playing this year. I don't know. Just no linebackers at all. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was last year. I, I don't know if you remember, like, how progressively worse our linebacker core got over the course of, well, not last season, the season before, like, the beginning of the year, it wasn't bad, and then it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then, yeah, I don't know. Depressing. Yeah. Well, fellas. Uh, yeah, you guys got anything else you want to touch on before we uh, close this bad boy down? It appears that uh, nope. these uh, microphone issues with uh, old Marty from Manitoba are going to persist, and one of us are going to have to close this bad boy down. Um, if you guys got anything else, uh, yeah, it's good talking to you, uh, Brent Davis. Um, and just now saw your good to see you're still working your day job as well. Uh, we'll be back on most likely here. I'd say in the next week, we didn't even get to touch on, didn't really get to touch on the documentary that we wanted to touch on. Um, you know, we can probably save that for a whole other draft. We'll probably go back over the rest of our draft picks. Tiger King, probably need Tiger to talk King. about that a little bit as well, too. Go we got Joe fucking Baskins. Carol fucking Baskins. Yeah, that's a bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, we'll, we'll probably go over the picks again um, just because we have a few more to go over. And then we'll have four episodes of um, the documentary. I know that we've had a lot of takes on that. And, uh, you know, other than that, I think that'll be our next one here in about a week. Um, if you guys don't have anything else, uh, I'm going to take off and uh, win this thing the way that we normally do. Yep. Good with that. Don't forget to shout out the basement bar and grill. Yeah, basement bar and grill. We'll be about that. Headquarters basement bar and grill.
Yeah, I don't think that they've uh, been plugged yet, as they are still only doing carryouts, abiding by the, uh, the social distancing rules. Um, but we will want to shout them out um, for continuing to put us through this fantastic uh, podcast. And he's he has no idea what's going on. He's he's upset. Well, we're upset for you, Marty. Um, but we'll put a bow on this one. And uh, health department shut them down. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> That's what's G-Dog going on. always with the one-liner. <laughs> we figured it out, G-Dog. <laughs> Damn, Andy Bashir <laughs> intruding on my rights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, uh, for Marty, I am uh, Hudab, and uh, we uh, I'm, I'm out. Gordo, send him off. Well, I'm out of here, too, in Chile. I'm sorry. Out of here. We'll see y'all next time.